so friends what is the solution of christianity i know that in kerala the population of christians in 1901 was 13.9% and in 2011 it has gone up to 18.4% so the agenda is very much clear we have the example of mizoram we have the example of nagaland where the demography has been drastically changed and today there are people who come out with pamphlets with hoardings with banners that mizoram is an independent state it is an independent country because the christianity never taught the idea of humanity vedas se manurbhav means be a human being vedas never said that be a hindu or a whatever it is vedas said that manurbhav insaan bano so the idea of christianity has grossly failed to make a person a real human being a civilized human being there has been crusades there has been wars and they are the people who have bombed countries to stone ages recently we saw the president of united states of america taking oath on bible it is the same country which calls itself the most modern country in the world and it is the same country which calls itself the most powerful country in the world and it is the same country which bombed japan to stone ages because their cult their idea their philosophy their religion never talks of humanity it is all just a rigid philosophy they have they don't think that if there is some different idea from what they say that idea may also be acceptable or idea is ekat ekam sat pra bahuda bhadanti vadanti means the ultimate truth is one but intellectuals they narrate it in different manners friends this is the christianity now coming to the next largest population of the world muslims islam when we talk of islam 
so islam is no different from christianity and vice versa and they themselves say that they say that we are the children of abraham be it jews be it christians be it muslims they are the children of abraham and when islam emerged it emerged in deserts of arabia and the culture it adopted was not much different from what was happen- happening before that for example muslims they wear skull cap muslims the way they wear skull cap in the same fashion jews also wear skull cap the difference is of only size the skull cap of muslims is little bit wider and that of jews it is shorter in diameter similarly the books which are believed by muslims these are the books which were earlier believed by christians and jews muslims they call a bible angel means their nomenclature for bible is angel and so far as these jews are concerned they also have old testaments and that are also believed by the muslims torah they call it torah so there are verses there are concepts which has been taken from the christianity and jews into islam but the islam when it talks of its cult there is a special rider there actually the rider is that uh, their very famous verse is la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah meaning thereby that uh, there is no god there is no god but allah and muhammad is his last messenger now here is the rider if a person says that okay i agree that there is one god there is one allah but how can you say that muhammad is the last messenger does anybody in whole of the shasti universe knows that allah or god or almighty will create or not create any other messiah in future how can a person know that but there is a rider and if someone says that i believe in one god but i don't believe in muhammad as the last messiah he is not a muslim he is a kafir and there are verses in quran which tell the fate of a kafir and he is to be burnt alive 
he is to be slayed is to be killed is to be chased so this is another cult muhammad sahab when he propagated islam in the deserts of makkah nobody followed him he didn't gain any following he failed in his mission miserably and uh, in makkah what we saw see today kaaba sharif there were statues in idols in this makkah at that time because it was a temple when uh, nobody accepted the idea of islam in makkah then there are certain verses in quran and there is one verse verse there which in which uh, prophet said that mera dharm mere sath tumhara dharm mere tumhare sath means your religion is with you and my religion is with me these kinds of uh, polite verses are called makki ayat makki verses means the verses which were revealed in makkah and ultimately when he didn't get success in makkah he migrated from makkah to madina that is called hijr and with that starts the islamic calendar hijri in madina they were given shelter by jews there and jews were the person who said that okay you follow your religion and we will follow our religion but what prophet did there there were wars there were battles jews were ditched and the concept of male ganimat came the verses which are highly questionable were revealed in madina because the kind of verses which were revealed in madina are i say against the humanity i don't have words what kind of verses are they they said that if you have a war with other party and if you win that war then their women are your sex slaves their children are your slaves and those things can be distributed among the winning party and the worst kind of example i see is the example of one of the wife of prophet muhammad she was a jew perhaps her name was safia so the day prophet muhammad won the battle and he executed her father and brother same day she was forced to marry muhammad 
and forceful marriage i would say it was more like a forceful physical relation what we call in present day era rips and it's all acceptable because in islam they call it that uh, the ladies the muslim ladies they are azad aurat means independent ladies free ladies but the ladies belonging to other religions they are just sex symbols they can be used for sex only and even for their own ladies also the common belief of abrahamic faith is that there is no soul no atma in ladies this is admitted fact abrahamic faith it doesn't believe the ladies the women to have soul or atma they believe a lady to be the body for only pleasure pleasure for pleasure for the men because there is a reason behind it the reason is that their idea of emergence of humanity is human race is that uh, eve was uh, eve emerged from the rib of adam this is common faith for abrahamic religions so since it emerged from the rib of adam therefore it is a non living thing women is a non living thing just like a table chair this belief system has reduced the ladies the women to a level where they are believed to be the machines to produce children quran itself says ye aapki kheti hai means these women are your fertile fields to produce children this idea of islam this is very much cruel very much inhuman very much sad i have no words for these things and the problem arises that when after 1400 years there is no change no renaissance no reform the most educated persons are becoming suicide bombers they are giving the ideas of 9/11 2611 i ask myself again and again as to what is common in indian mujahideen of india lashkar-e-taiba of pakistan taliban of afghanistan isis of syria boko haram of nigeria muslim brother muslim brother of turkey and so on and so forth i find that it's a book 
the common thing is book and what this book is let me inspect that from the perspective of Islam only this book what we call it Quran today never existed in the time of Muhammad it was not compiled in the time of Muhammad and it is an admitted fact Prophet Muhammad recited certain verses from time to time some incident happened he recited some verse again another incident happens he recites another verse but neither the prophet was a literate person nor her colleagues nor his colleagues or sahabas or whoever it was were literate persons they were all almost illiterate they never knew how to write and read and there is a proof regarding that the proof regarding that is that when Quran for the first time was revealed to Prophet the angel came there and he never knew Prophet never knew as to what is going to happen angel said Pad. but he couldn't read again he said Pad. thrice he said Pad. and we, he, when he couldn't read that angel he pressed him with his chest on his chest and he started reciting Kalma he started giving verses and he himself never knew as to what is happening to him he prescribed he ran away from the cave Hira which is still there there in that uh, Arabia and for the very first time after he, this Quran was revealed to him he went to his wife Khadija he never knew, knew that it is something uh, paranormal or what it is and there was uncle of uh, Khadija who used to uh, who was you can say a present day Baba in those time Arabia and uh, Khadija took him to that uncle and that uncle told him that uh, it is the same thing which was revealed to Jesus Christ which was revealed to Moses and now it is being revealed to you so he started saying that okay Allah has given me Allah has given me the embankment the knowledge the ultimate knowledge and he started preaching so I was on the compilation of Quran as I said that since prophet was not prophet could not read or write therefore and verses were recited verses were uh, revealed uh, uh, incident wise means some incident happens it was not uh, there was no chronology of that actually so when these verses were revealed from time to time what happened was that uh, nobody noted at the, uh, these verses at that, that time and after the death of Prophet Muhammad 
after the death of prophet muhammad there were fitnas these are admitted admitted facts of history there were fitnas and in these fitnas there were even uh, battles between ali and aisha so after 60 or 70 years of the death of prophet muhammad quran was compiled now i ask myself that if something has been said by a person and uh, after 70 or 60 years of the death of that 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 person the book is compiled as to what he said or what she said would would, would it be a true book would it be a, uh, would it be a admissible book especially when there has been civil wars but this book was compiled in the fashion which suited to the ummayyads who were in power at that, that time and all other interpretations all other compilations were burnt so what the quran which we see today was never existing in the time of prophet muhammad god knows what the truth is but it is the admitted fact that the quran as we see today was not existing in the time of muhammad now the problem arises when after 1400 years a, a big group of terrorist organizations they emerge they have one they have a quran in one hand and ak47 in another hand and they recite the verses of quran and captures the power they capture the power of a sovereign state afghanistan is the example and what happens there is there some peace and tranquility there for the even for the people belonging to their own religion the answer is big no because it is not dharma it is a cult it is a belief system and what they do they bombarded bamiyan buddha they executed ladies they threw away non muslims terrible it is very much terrible we all know it so we have a belief system which has not changed for last 1400 years the kind of bullshit they were doing 1400 years back they are doing the same thing today and unfortunately it is the second largest religion on this planet what kind of world do we live in 
what do we expect from such a religion, such a philosophy, such a belief system? It is terrible. Again terrible. Friends, today I was giving the topic that what are the challenges before Hindus in today's India. I ponder a lot on this issue but I find there are two major challenges in today's India for Hindus. The biggest challenge for Hindus in India is demographic change. I know that there are some 55 districts in the country which are Muslim dominated, which has a majority population of Muslims. And there are some 550 spots in the country which are mini Pakistan. The kind of governance, the kind of system we are having there is also questionable. It is questionable in the sense that uh, in the name of NGOs, they have created a kind of quasi-judicial bodies and by way of uh, social support in those Muslim majority areas, Sharia card courts are running in this country. India may be a secular country as the constitution says, but we have Sharia courts in this country. And when this matter went before the Supreme Court, Supreme Court says that uh, no, we don't have, if they are running some Sharia court in the name of NGO, we don't have any objection to it. It is unfortunate. And not only in the name of NGOs, there are acts, statutes passed by the Parliament of India, which gives them exclusive religious rights. The example is Vakf Act. Under Vakf Act, I tell you, some 6 lakh acres of land is Vakf land nowadays in India. And 6 lakhs acre land means some state like Punjab. So much of land is with Vakf. And same is the case with the church land. Because when Britishers left India, they gave most of this land to churches. And the result is that in this Vakf Act, there is Vakf Tribunal which is to be presided by Muslim scholars. So is India really a secular country? This Vakf Act, Act goes against the very spirit of constitution, very spirit of secularism. Again, we have Muslim personal law. So the civil laws which are applicable to 
the people the citizens of this country are classified on the name of in the name of religion and what is the impact of it when a muslim is allowed to have four wives at a time obviously he will have at least four children and so far as non muslims are concerned they are asked to have one or two children and it has resulted in demographic change big demographic change is there in kerala the population of hindus in 1901 was 68.5% and in 2012 2011 it is 54.9% so we have a decline of 13 to 14% similarly in assam the population of hindus in 1901 was 84.55% and in 2011 it is 61.47% this is india this is bharat so the kind of decline we see in kerala in assam in kashmir in mizoram in nagaland and many parts as i told that there are some 550 sports the kind of decline of hindus we see we all know that what is the fate of a non muslim in such areas even in the adjoining areas of delhi there have been cases that non muslims has been forced to migrate to leave their lands and search out some other places there have been cases so demographic changes these de drastic demographic changes i ask myself that if 13 there is decline of 13% population of hindus in kerala then in next 50 to 60 years what will happen are we going to see another afghanistan there not even mopla but it will be talibanic rule i think mopla would be something very much uh, a smaller thing because when the population of muslims will increase we all know what will happen so friends this demographic change is hazardous to hindus and not only hindus it is detrimental to the civilization of this country and to to the country as a whole then the second problem is the terrorism terrorism as we know it's a global phenomenon we may say that uh, pakistan sponsors the terrorism that is true or there are some jihadi forces organizations outside india who are doing it but the problem is not with the enemy countries 
the actual problem lies with the cult with the section of indian society which directly or indirectly supports this terrorism and that kind of terrorism is called intellectual terrorism in the name of communism in the name of ambedkarites in the name of freedom of religion for jihadis there are n number of groups n number of organizations in the country which are vomiting venom day and night the situation is such a at a such is at a such critical stage that for a terrorist we see thousands and thousands of people attending his last rites but for a nationalist person we don't find even 100% attending his last rites we see supreme court opening at 2 o'clock in the night for a terrorist but for a person who really deserves justice who is languishing in jail for years for no reason for him there are dates after dates in cases so this kind of terrorism which has many facets it has the facets with guns it has the facets in the form of economy it has the facets in the form of i should say cultural invasion it has the facets in the form of love jihad it has the facets in the form of land jihad it has the facets in the form of madrasas where where is it going to stop i think nowhere what is the solution because on one side a crusade is still running a crusade is still running in india by way of conversion to convert the country we can see that in punjab nowadays and on other side we have jihadis who are multiplying their population by giving birth of n number of children and what about hindus hindus are busy in their own world they don't care for anybody they live a lavish life and they aspire for that they need not to they don't bother as to what will happen to their generation after 100 years despite seeing the incident incidents like hindu exodus from kashmir or current days bangladesh incidents or afghanistan incidents we see that every now and then but we do nothing exactly nothing we do 
and the result is that our generations our forthcoming generation will either have to recite kalma forcefully or they won't be able to lead a respectful life when in 90s there were announcements from mosques that nizam e mustafa has been established in the state of kashmir and non muslim should leave their women and children because they are mal e ganimat even the secular people and secular leaders of that valley they were saying raliu salib or gali means either convert or get away or die same same options would be given to our forthcoming generations what to say how to do what should we do because these 550 pockets in india which have become the mini pakistan the day is not far that these pockets will bloom and bombard your societies your housing societies your industries your offices there was an incident in noida where a housing society was raided there was an incident in bangalore where even the police station was raided and police officials they were asking for help how can a sovereign country have such kind of uh, atmosphere in what kind of country are we living are we really living in a civilized society or we are witnessing the same thing which is being witnessed in afghanistan the answer is very much very big yes there have been expressly supporting persons of taliban in this country they have supported taliban and there are big names in country who are supporting taliban so the remedy as i find is hindu rashtra yes hindu rashtra it is the remedy i remember vinayak damodar savarkar popularly known as veer savarkar he was the great man who was given double life imprisonment by britishers he was doing law in england but his degree was seized by the britishers confiscated by the britishers but he gave a very important idea significant idea of hindu rashtra he said rajneeti ka hindu karan hinduon ka sainikikaran means hindu hinduization of politics and militancy of hindutva he wrote the book indian war of independence he was the first person to coin that name for what we called the revolt of 1857 but his idea idea was very much clear i have a clip on my youtube channel where some 50 days back 50 years back he is exactly narrating the today's condition of india 
He is exactly narrating that in his speech. He exactly said that the Muslims who are living in India, they will create mayhem and they will ask for a separate land. So how many pieces do we want to uh, see for this India? They want balkanization of this country. Should we allow that? Pakistan, Bangladesh, Afghanistan, they were some centuries back called Bharat. Afghanistan was ruled by Mughals and even by Marathas and many Hindu kings. But today it is not Bharat and it can never be because Hindu is not there. Pakistan even hundred years have not passed. It was a Bharat but now it is not Bharat because Hindu is not there. Bangladesh it was Bharat but now it is no more Bharat because Hindus are not there. Days are not far and Kerala will not be Bharat. When Assam will not be Bharat, when Kashmir will not be Bharat if the situation so persists. The remedy is Hindu Rashtra. Get united and fight for the right cause and the right cause is Hindutva. Let there be constitutional review in this country. Let the provisions of the constitution be mooted again, discussed again at the floor of the parliament. And let's ponder that what we should have in this country, Hindutva or secularism, because the fact of the matter is that secularism has failed in this country. The idea of Hindutva has, has survived in this country for millenniums. The remedy is Hindurast and it can combat the demographic change, the convergence, the terrorism and all the problems, almost all the problems which our country faces. Thank you friends. Thanks a lot. Sure, sure, sure. Namaste, Namaste, Namaste. Their idea of religion in a state is very much clear actually. It is we as a Hindu which uh, we believe that uh, every human being is just like us and uh, they don't uh, make any difference between human beings. But uh, let's take the example of Islam. It is written in their book which they believe that see there is a Muslim person 
and another person is non-Muslim who is kafir. And he is to be slaughtered. It's very much expressed, very much defined. They may and then also then there is one more thing. There are Darul Harab and Darul Islam, meaning that there is a state of believers and there are some states of non-believers which is called Darul Harab. So their book especially mentions that uh, in Darul Harab until and unless you get majority you play the cards of secularism and uh, brotherhood and everything like this and as soon as you gain majority then you have to uh, establish Islam there. You have to make it uh, Darul Islam. They are very much clear on this. So it is our fault actually. We have given them, them spaces to do, do that thing. Same is the case with Christianity. I gave the example of Joe Biden. He took oath on Bible. Had this uh, thing happened in India that if the Prime Minister of the country would have taken oath on Bhagavad Gita then there would have been uh, mayhem in this country. The secularism would have come in danger. So the problem, uh, problem rests with us only. We as a Hindu should stand and we should be vocal. Vocal for our rights as a civilization, as a culture, as a Hindu. That's I say. Namaskar.
routines which are 5000 or 2000 and uh, but what happened today is that the entire government treasury is looted by uh, you know through this minority benefit and minority this one and that gives the government officially put six giant buddha christian under muslim and that is the reason why all this the entire minority is put together under you know then uh, whether it is cnrc whether it is kashmir or any issue comes these people tends to them so the present government the present dispensation must immediately dedicate the, the minority ministry to micro minority number one number two even our ruling party bjp they have a more minority mocha they have the six buddha jaina christians are forced to work under muslim leadership you see the tragedy Yes, yes, yes. Not only in government, but also also the ruling dispensation. And the, the micro-minorities are against slaves. They don't work under them. They, they cannot, they don't have a direct entry. I'm a BJP worker for 28 years. I, I pointed out this anomaly to our leaders. No response so far. No response from the government. So here the problem is, the, the government of India should form, our parliament should form, Hindu protection laws, Hindu protection laws, Sanadani protection laws, Hindu girls protection laws, Hindu family protection laws, everything to re-establish Agan Bharata in pre-AD 19-200 situation before the Mughal attack. So we have to create a situation of that kind by our parliament. Otherwise, all our discussions will become useless. Because if our parliament, because we are a law-abiding system, we, we are following democracy, so the rule makers are parliament, parliament never discussed it. I have not seen even a single parliamentarian so far who is really asking for this. Uh, because uh, yes, seven years ago, we have majority in both the houses, but nobody, nobody from the ruling party is not demanding Hindu protection law. Because without law, if you do anything, it will be illegal in front of international community and local community. So our parliament, you know, even Sri Lanka or you know, Burma or many Buddhist nations are now understanding the, their previous mistakes. They are bringing more laws to protect their identity, their religion, their Sanadan values. They are coming out. But I don't know why we hesitate. So it is high time for our parliament and ruling party to act. Otherwise, this may be the last chance. I don't think we may get uh, a chance like this to bring Hindu protection law. And also what happened, there are anti Hindu laws are coming, such a report, such a rule. There are a lot of few, if you examine 
Vande Mataram Stanley ji see uh, there are two angles to what you are saying actually the problem uh, lies with again uh, hindus only the hindus because for last uh, 70 years or more we never had a, a nationalist government uh, or hindutvadi government but what we witnessed is that uh, the best example of uh, um, the what you were saying is that uh, in uh, rajiv gandhi time shahwano uh, verdict was given by supreme court and muslims they came on streets they agitated to the level that government the incumbent government was forced to bring a law overriding the supreme court verdict so the kind of law that we are discussing here that there should be laws for protection of hindus the thing is that there is no organization today which comes on street in the same fashion as muslims do and ask for these laws see the government and the incumbent government today modi ji's government it has a will power it can do this thing and they are doing it but as a hindu what we are doing we are doing nothing we are just discussing here because these are political issues and they have to be dealt politically the government cannot do everything even if it so desires so politically we have to deal with it then uh, to my knowledge there were there was a constitution review committee set up by atal bihari ji in his uh, resign so that kind of thing can also be done so far as judiciary is concerned this judiciary uh, gives verdict in many ways there have been case laws there have been judgments there have been precedents from judiciary which goes in favor of hindus but we have not been able to take advantage of such provisions but so far as these jihadis and communists are concerned even minor sentences minor uh, observations in the, the judgments of supreme court they keep on reciting that every here and then so we have to work politically and socially for that as a organization or in any manner we have to agitate each and everything so that the incumbent government takes care of what you are asking for okay thank you ganji next is cm cm you can ask now Thank you. 
Sí. Así que en esto. See, I quoted uh, two things, two major things in my statements. Uh, one is regarding the conversion, another is regarding the terrorism, and uh, which leads to the demographic changes. So, both these things, whether it's conversion or uh, whether it's uh, uh, terrorism, they are globally funded, and there has been missions, there has been organizations working on it, and this is uh, not only an uh, as, uh, organization work. This is the state work. Pakistan is behind it. Afghanistan is behind it, and even some Western countries are uh, for this Christianity missions. So this, so far as this global funding issue is concerned, governmental agencies are taking care of that. If you remember that uh, governmental agencies, that uh, some twenty thousand NGOs, they were scrapped. They were uh, they were uh, made. Uh, their recognition was taken away by the government when uh, Raina Singh was uh, home minister. But apart from that, see where we are failing. Government, at least the incumbent government, Modi government, it is doing a lot. But the thing is that we as a Hindu are failing. We have a culture, we have a civilization, we have a dharma, where we can easily convince a person about the dharma we have. Westerners, they are coming to here, uh, to India, to learn yoga. and it is modi government which propagated yoga because it may lead to the purpose which we have yoga is not something only exercise it has a mindset it has a ideology behind it this is one example so we as a hindu we as a indian we as a bharti are failing actually because polit they see the changes can be brought on political lines on social lines on educational lines so this political angle government is working over that but we as a society what we are doing we never question anybody if he uh, occupies the uh, main road of the city for uh, doing namaz we never question that we never question if uh, the jesus christ in a village church is given the attire which is actually a hindu attire we never question that so we as a hindu by uniting at sociological levels we have to work for that this is my say thank you thank you ganji next is uh, ms r
चाहिए कि भाई ये कौन है ये मोहनदास है सो यू नीड ए नेम टू डिस्क्राइब समी एल्स नॉट यूर्स इसलिए हिंदू शब्द आपको कहीं नहीं दिखेगा वेद में नहीं है उपनिषद में नहीं है भगवदगीता में नहीं है अरे नहीं है क्योंकि सिर्फ आप ही थे दूसरे लोग नहीं थे जब दूसरे वो आए आगे उनसे इंटरेक्शन शुरू हो गया तो उन्होंने आपको नाम दे दिया तो वो बदगृत क्या है उसमें वैसे ही होता है इंडिविजुअल का नाम दूसरे लोग डालते हैं वैसा सिविलाइजेशन का नाम भी दूसरे लोग डालते हैं सो वी बिलोंग टू हिंदू सिविलाइजेशन एंड आवर नेम वाज प्रोवाइडेड बाय समबडी एल्स बिकॉज़ दे नीड द नेम टू डिफरेंशिएट अस फ्रॉम देम तो हिंदू शब्द में कोई गलत नहीं है हिंदू शब्द तुम्हारा है क्या कहाँ है दिखाओ हिंदू शब्द अरे मैं क्यों दिखाऊ मेरा नाम मेरे हिस्ट्री में आपको नहीं दिखेगा ना आपके हिस्ट्री में मेरा नाम दिखेगा मेरे हिस्ट्री में मेरा नाम नहीं दिखेगा क्योंकि वो मेरी हिस्ट्री है मैंने लिखी है मैंने जो जीवन मैंने गुजारा है उस जीवन का नाम दूसरे लोग डालते हैं मैं नहीं डालता हूं तो दूसरों की हिस्ट्री में मेरा नाम दिखेगा मेरे हिस्ट्री में आपको नहीं दिखेगा तो इस तरफ के ये जो डिबेट जो है ना फालतू का डिबेट है आपको विघटित करने के लिए कुछ लोग ये सब बोलते हैं कि वेद में कहा हिंदू है उपनिषद में कहा हिंदू है कौन से हिंदू के बात कर रहे हैं आप अरे हिंदुस्तान का बात किया है सब लोगों ने आप देखो किसी को लगता है कि आरएसएस का है या बीजेपी का आइडिया है नहीं है जय हिंद ये कहां से आ गया कौन से आरएसएस का स्लोगन है जय हिंद जवाहरलाल नेहरू भी बोल रहे थे लाल बहादुर शास्त्री भी बोल रहे थे इंदिरा गांधी के हर भाषण जो है उसके अंत में वो भी बोलती थी जय हिंद अब ये बताओ कौन सी आर एस एस का काम है कहा था आर एस एस उस बीजेपी था क्या कुछ सब बीजेपी वाले क्या उनके या आर एस एस वाले उनके भाषण के अंत में जय हिंद बोलते हैं क्या नहीं है तो ये नेशनलिज्म जो है इरेस्पेक्टिव ऑफ योर ऑर्गेनाइजेशन योर एफिलियेशन योर पोलिटिकल थिंकिंग उसके ऊपर से चलता है नेशनलिज्म नेशनलिज्म के ऊपर आप यूनिटी अगर बोलते हैं यूनिटी बनाने का बनाने का कोशिश करते हैं तो बहुत जल्दी आपको सफलता मिलेगी अगर दूसरा रास्ता से आप चलते हैं तो सफलता मिल सकती है नहीं ऐसा नहीं है लेकिन बहुत मुश्किल है दूसरा रास्ता थोड़ा मुश्किल है क्योंकि वहां पर दुनिया भर के कॉन्ट्रोवर्सिस भरे सो व्हाट आई कंक्लूड इज दैट व्हाट हैपन टू हिंदूज इज दैट वी आर लैकिंग इन यूनिटी ये अभी का इट्स नॉट अ रिसेंट फिनोमिना हिस्टोरिकली वी आर नॉट यूनाइटेड एंड दैट इज व्हाई वी बिकेम गुलाम ऑफ 
country irrespective of who is ruling this country aapko lagega are narendra modi aa gaya aane to rahul gandhi aa gaya ab to bhi gaya aisa nahi narendra modi aur rahul gandhi jo bhi hai they can be civilizationally attacked and captured and the agenda of some other country some other nation can be carried on in our uh, uh, our nation irrespective of who is the ruler like aap dekhiye na politics ko politics jo hai it's only 5 to 6% of your life politics se kuch change nahi hota ab jab main ye baat karunga mere kuch dost galat samjhenge mujhe fir bhi main batata hu अब बीजेपी इज रूलिंग मध्य प्रदेश एंड गुजरात फॉर द पास्ट 25 30 इयर्स वहां का एक साधारण एक एवरेज हिंदू उसका उदाहरण देखिए जीवन का और केरल में आई केरल केरल में अभी तक बीजेपी पावर में नहीं आया है कितने साल हो गए अभी तक नहीं आए केरल का एक हिंदू का जीवन साधारण हिंदू का जीवन देखिए क्या फर्क है दोनों में मध्य प्रदेश के हिंदू में और केरल के हिंदू में या गुजरात के हिंदू में केरल के हिंदू में क्या फर्क है कुछ होगा थोड़ा सा इसलिए मैं बोल रहा हूं कि पॉलिटिक्स जो है हमारे जीवन में खाली फाइव टू सिक्स परसेंट इन्फ्लुएंस करता है उसके ऊपर पॉलिटिक्स का उसके ज्यादा उससे ज्यादा पॉलिटिक्स का इन्फ्लुएंस हो ही नहीं सकता इट इज अ लिमिटेशन ऑफ पॉलिटिक्स देरफोर आप पॉलिटिक्स के बारे में ज्यादा मत सोचिएगा आपको अगर एक नेशन जैसा एक सोसाइटी जैसा खड़ा अपना है देन यू हैव टू गिव लेसर इंपॉर्टेंस टू पॉलिटिक्स पॉलिटिक्स का इंपॉर्टेंस है नहीं ऐसा नहीं है उसका लेकिन ओनली फाइव टू सिक्स परसेंट बांध में नाइनटी टू नाइनटी फोर परसेंट ऑफ योर लाइफ इज कल्चरल सिविलाइजेशन एंड दैट सिविलाइजेशन इज हिंदू सिविलाइजेशन कोई बोलता है कि बीजेपी हिंदू पार्टी है होगा या नहीं होगा मेरा कुछ मतलब नहीं है उससे दूसरा कोई बोल कांग्रेस सॉफ्ट हिंदू पार्टी है अरे ठीक है तो क्या हुआ इन्फ्लुएंस कितना है इन लोगों का इन्फ्लुएंस मेरे जीवन में फाइव टू सिक्स परसेंट है इन लोगों का भले हिंदू हो या सॉफ्ट हिंदू हो या आंटी हिंदू हो या प्रो हिंदू हो कुछ भी हो पॉलिटिक्स का रीच जो है बहुत कम है बहुत कम है अपने जीवन अब टीवी में बहुत ज्यादा दिखता है तो आपको लगता है कि ये सब पॉलिटिक्स है जीवन ऐसा नहीं है टीवी पर दुनिया और के सीरियल भी दिखते हैं आप कितना इन्फ्लुएंस होता है आपके ऊपर उसका नहीं होता ना होता होगा पांच परसेंट उससे ज्यादा नहीं होता तो ये टीवी और ये पॉलिटिक्स सब छोड़ दीजिए कम बैक टू अवर सिविलाइजेशन एंड अवर कल्चर भारतीय संस्कृति में आप खड़े हो जाइए तो आपको हिंदू यूनिटी दिखेगी हिंदू यूनिटी का मार्ग दिखेगा उसका टूल्स मिलेगा उसका आइडिया मिलेगा और वंस यू आर यूनाइटेड नो 
taking secularism is only on Hindus and not on others. Um, I'm not saying everybody and not on others. And at the same time, why is it that I should be punished just because I am a Hindu? So when is this concept of Supreme Court going to change? Do you think any hope there? Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Al. See, the thing is that uh, so far as the issue of judicial reforms is concerned, obviously there is big scope for judicial reforms in the country. But uh, the fact of the matter is, practically speaking, uh, if we really want some uh, judicial reforms in the country to be executed on ground, then it will need a big fund, big funding from the side of government. Then only uh, those uh, ideas of judicial reforms which are really wonderful can be materialized. And that thing you said that about jury system or something like that. See, the issue is the uh, jury is not going to solve the problem. It's my personal opinion, but uh, so far as I understand, uh, the thing is that uh, uh, we have to see what constitution says. For me, uh, when I go through the constitution of India, I find a dichotomy in the constitution. I repeatedly say that. Dichotomy in the sense that uh, on one side we are a secular country, on other side it asks for uh, freedom of religion, it asks for establishment of uh, educational institutions for minorities. So it's uh, hard to understand as to what kind of uh, secularism exists in India. And uh, uh, the academics, uh, the academicians they have narrated, especially these leftist academicians, and they have narrated the uh, secularism of India in a particular manner. They say that, uh, okay, we are secular, but uh, we also have freedom of religion. But the concept of secularism as we find in West, in France, in England, in UK, and uh, in England and this in US, we will find that it is a very uh, clear-cut concept where the state is to be separated from religion. But here in the constitution of India, we have we talk of secularism and then we talk of uh, uh, fundamental right of freedom of religion so obviously what happens uh, especially in these uh, cases which are being contested by minorities that uh, whenever some law is uh, enacted by the parliament they challenge these laws in the name of religion for example if a uh, government of india brings uh, this uh, uniform civil code obviously they are going to challenge it uh, by uh, taking the plea that uh, it's a freedom of religion ancient in the constitution and it's a fundamental right. In the same manner, there is a work fact. If somebody challenges that act, that uh, how can a secular country have a work fact? What this work is doing in the secular country? Then they will say that uh, we have freedom of religion. So actually the problem arose uh, in 1976 when during emergency this word was inserted in the preamble of the constitution original constitution the preamble never contained this uh, secular word secular and socialist and in the constituent assembly debates this was mooted this was discussed that whether we should have a secular word in the constitution or not and it was declined because the framers of the constitution knew that the india is being partitioned not in the name of secularism versus uh, islam it is being partitioned in the name of Hindus and Muslims. The Muslim dominated areas are going to Pakistan and Hindu dominated areas are going to uh, Hindustan, Bharat. And it is because of this only 
that uh, there are provisions in the constitution nowadays also that uh, which very clearly show that uh, the idea of hindutva very much existed uh, in the uh, framers of the constitution in the minds of framers of the constitution for example article 48 of the constitution it talks of ban on slaughter of not only cows but all milch animals so does a secular country has that kind of uh, provision no but our constitution was having and it was enshrined by the uh, uh, these uh, um, constitution makers only similarly the freedom of this uh, this uh, call for uh, this uh, uniform civil court article 44 of the constitution that is also a enactment of uh, idea of hindutva see for me when i analyze this thing actually if we ponder about this issue we will find that uh, the concept of secularism is narrower than the concept of hindutva because i can explain it if you are a truly a secular you won't be able to accept religion in any manner for example in france it is a secular country but uh, since uh, since france is a secular country therefore you cannot have any religious symbol on your body and if you do that you can be prosecuted for that you can be punished for that there is a penal law there but in india we have secularism on one side and freedom of religion on the other side so what to how to deal with this this dichotomy actually this create the problem either we should be secular or we should be a, a hindu country so hindutva is the midway hindutva is the midway because for centuries and millenniums we have accepted others view also especially in the uh, field of religion and dharma ekat sat vipra bauda bhadanti that means we accept all good ideas from every side vedas say that that we will accept all let let all good ideas come to us from all sides this is what our vedas says so the problem is not that we have copied something from uh, foreign constitutions and the problem is the dichotomy if something exists in the constitution and uh, it has been copied from from the west it can be accepted because there are some good things also in that but the problem is with the dichotomy and dichotomy emerged in 1976 during the time of emergency 42nd amendment was inserted uh, was um, brought into the parliament and all of the opposition was sent to jail there was no discussion nothing and it's called mini constitution and then secular word was inserted in the constitution and to my knowledge there is not even a single constitution in the whole of the world where the preamble has been amended so it was more like a tanashai dictatorship so the thing is that the dichotomy has to be removed it has to be a hindu nation it has to be a hindutva country that's my say thank you to actually remove this till date a uh, secular word yes there was uh, uh, article 25 to 28 uh, subramanya swami is what about that but about secular word yes uh, see uh, so far as this secular word was there it, the petition came to the supreme court but it was not entertained by the supreme court by saying that when the right time will come 
then we will entertain this issue uh, if the matter uh, uh, matter warrants that and i tell you one more thing then uh, see in sr bombay case in sr bombay case in sr bombay case uh, this uh, secularism was uh, said to be the uh, basic uh, feature of the constitution of india by supreme court but after that this uh, manohar joshi case came manohar joshi versus state of maharashtra and uh, supreme court said that uh, uh, hindutva is uh, the uh, uh, way of living in this country so now since uh, it is a subsequent ju judgment from uh, supreme court now the if the some case come comes before the supreme court then the one issue which may arise before the supreme court is that uh, whether hindutva is the basic feature of this constitution or secularism is the basic, basic feature because if it is a secular if secularism is the basic feature of this constitution then how come this freedom of religion is existing there it is permissible only in hindutva and not even in any abrahamic religion accepting others faith is allowed only in the in the philosophy of hindutva in the darshana of hindutva neither it is accepted in the secularism nor in the abrahamic faith hindutva is only the darshana which allows it so how can we say that secularism is the basic feature of this constitution and so far as this 25 to 30 is concerned uh, subramaniam swami is working uh, on that but uh, i think that uh, these provisions are to be diluted uh, with the passage of time uh, from case to case basis in case to case basis and uh, more so it needs the amendment from the side of legislation actually supreme court cannot dilute it to the very much uh, to a much extent actually this may say thank you Was I was I audible? Was I audible? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So, uh, Namaskaram, Yanji. So, Namaskar. you mentioned about uh, about the escalation of the Muslim population in Kerala, and we all know that they are almost now equal to Hindus, and subsequent subsequent threats uh, due to that uh, that we might as a community that we might face, as we see around the world. And uh, even the, the uh, Christians you mentioned in your uh, speech when you're speaking, uh, they are also like you know uh, endorsing three or more children publicly. So here we Hindus are left behind, and unfortunately we might become uh, a minority very soon um, unless we act now. And sadly we have no way to go. We have only one country in the whole world that is for us. 
सी एमएस में जी योर क्वेश्चन इज वेरी मच क्रूशियल बट आई टेल यू दैट इफ वी गो थ्रू द हिस्ट्री ऑफ वर्ल्ड क्रांति कुछ ही लोग लाते हैं सब लोग नहीं लाते वी कैन विटनेस द रिवोल्यूशन इन एवरी कंट्री ऑफ द वर्ल्ड वेयर एवर इट इज टेकन यू विल फाइंड दैट ओनली फ्यू पीपल दे स्टार्टेड विद द आइडिया दे स्टार्टेड विद द करेज एंड दे रीच द गोल वी हार्डली फाइंड दैट बिग मॉब और वर्ड वी कॉल मासज दे डिड समथिंग रिवोल्यूशनरी यस मासज फॉलो दे डू वट द लीडर्स से दिस इज द डिफरेंट डिफरेंस बिटवीन लीडर्स एंड मासज few people when they have courage to lead and they say what is truth what is right what is correct and they work according to the circumstances they become vocal for their ideology for their safeties for their protection their own protection and protection of the society then the revolution comes then the real फेस ऑफ द हिंदुत्व और द कल्चर इमर्जेस सो इफ वी कीप ऑन थिंकिंग दैट सच एंड सच कम्युनिटीज साइलेंट और सच एंड सच पीपल आर नॉट वर्किंग ऑन दिस वी वॉन्ट बी सक्सेसफुल आई आई आस्क यू वन वेरी पर्सनल क्वेश्चन एवरी वन इन द सोसाइटी आई हैव बीन इन पब्लिक लाइफ फॉर इयर्स सो आई सी दैट एवरीबडी एस्पायर्स टू बी लीडर everybody aspires to be narendra modi but they never think that how modi became modi how modi became the modi he started from a tea stall but he never relented he never sat in any manner and he never gave up so we have to pursue the people as a person who has lived in public life i know that if you pursue 1000 persons then only you will get 10 persons of your choice and among them uh, those 10 persons there will be hardly one person who will work with you this is my personal experience i am telling you and pandit uh, dindayal upadhyay even said that in one state if uh, i get uh, one uh, sorry uh, guruji he said that if uh, i get one more din dayal upadhyay in one state then uh, whole of the country would be hindu rashtra so the leaders are always less rather say meager in number but they have the capability to mobilize the masses so we have to work on that line thank you thank you thank you so much sir and i believe that success is ours because we are the part of dharma and we are blessed to be as hardly as they can thank you sir sure 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 uh, yogesh sharma yogesh sharma you have cut my press pass okay okay thank you sir uh वेलकम वेलकम बोलिए बोलिए हिंदी में बोलिए ओके थैंक यू सर 
हमें फर्क समझना पड़ेगा उनके यहाँ उनके यहाँ जो है वो कंसेप्ट सेकुलर का रहा या खिलाफत का रहा इस्लाम की बात करें तो या इस्लामिक राज का रहा आपका ईसाई राज का रहा क्रूसेट्स हुए लेकिन हमारे यहाँ जो है ना आप देखेंगे कि किस तरह का राजनीतिक परिवेश जो है सोचा गया है शास्त्रों के हिसाब से तो हमारे यहाँ राष्ट्र की परिकल्पना की गई है राष्ट्र की परिकल्पना का अर्थ यह है कि अगर आपने या हमने 1947 में जो ट्रांसफर ऑफ पावर हुआ उसको ही फुल एंड फाइनल पॉइंट समझ लिया तो यह हमारी अकलमंदी नहीं है 1947 में एक ट्रांसफर ऑफ पावर हुआ और जो लोग ब्रिटिश हुकूमत में वाइस की एग्जीक्यूटिव काउंसिल के मेंबर थे और जिन्होंने पंडित जवाहरलाल नेहरू ने किंग की कसम खाके सत्ता हासिल की थी वो लोग एक ट्रांसफर ऑफ पावर एग्रीमेंट के तहत सत्ता पे काबिज हो गए और नाम उसको दिया गया आजादी लेकिन ये आजादी सच मायने में नहीं रही क्योंकि देश में और राष्ट्र में फर्क होता है अभी भारत राष्ट्र की परिकल्पना में नहीं आया अभी इसको राष्ट्र बनने के लिए बहुत आगे चलना है बहुत कुछ करना है तो ये जो देश है जो ट्रांसफर ऑफ पावर एग्रीमेंट हुआ जैसा तंत्र अंग्रेजों के समय में था वैसा तंत्र अभी भी है उसमें कोई परिवर्तन ज्यादा नहीं है जैसी कोर्ट्स अंग्रेजों के समय में काम करती थी वैसी अभी भी का, काम करती है जैसा पार्लियामेंट अंग्रेजों के समय में थी वैसी अभी भी काम करती है उस समय भी नौकरी में भारतीय लोग काम करते थे अभी भी भारतीय लोग काम करते हैं तो आप तंत्र में कोई फर्क नहीं देखेंगे आप स्वतंत्र हो गए लेकिन स्वाधीन नहीं हुए आपका अपना तंत्र कहीं पे नहीं है तो ये जो है अब इस विषय को राष्ट्र तक ले जाना क्योंकि राष्ट्र की परिकल्पना जब आती है तो एक उसमें एक सिविलाइजेशन एक्सपेक्ट बढ़ जाती है सांस्कृतिक उसका एक निचोड़ आता है साथ में अटल जी ने कहा था कि भारत कोई जमीन का टुकड़ा नहीं है जीता जागता राष्ट्र पुरुष है बेसिकली कहने का मतलब क्या था उनका मतलब यही था कि संस्कृति के बिना राष्ट्र नहीं रह सकता 
मैंने एग्जाम्पल दिया था कि पाकिस्तान का भी भारत का हिस्सा होता था अफगानिस्तान भारत का हिस्सा होता था बांग्लादेश भारत का हिस्सा होता था लेकिन क्योंकि वहां पे हिंदू नहीं रहे इसलिए आज वो भारत नहीं है तो ये जो है फर्क हमें करना पड़ेगा कि देश क्या है राष्ट्र क्या है हिंदू राष्ट्र क्या है ये जो पाकिस्तान अफगानिस्तान और बांग्लादेश इसका जीता जागता उदाहरण है कि हिंदू नहीं तो भारत नहीं आपके केरल को भी ले लें असम को भी ले लें कश्मीर को भी ले लें वो मैं तो ये देखता हूं कि वो कश्मीरी लोग जो है वो भारत शब्द यूज भी नहीं करते वो इंडिया कहते हैं मतलब हम किस स्थिति में आ गए और आपने बात सही कही कि हम जो है आज बैठ के ये सोच रहे हैं कि हमारे क्या चैलेंजेस हैं ये दुर्भाग्य की बात है लेकिन संघर्ष का विषय है हमें परेशान होकर बैठना नहीं है कहते हैं ना कि वो एक कविता थी कि क्षमा शोभती उस भुजंग को जिसके पास गरल हो उसको क्या जो दंतहीन विषहीन विनीत सरल हो आपको अगर आप हिंदू हो क्षमावान हो तो आपको क्षमा तब तो अच्छी आपको शोभित होगी आप क्षमा से जब आप में शक्ति होगी आप वैसे ही बैठे रहे कोई रिएक्शन नहीं दिया और फिर कहो कि हमने क्षमा कर दिया तो आपको लोग मूर्ख कहने लग जाएंगे हमें तो ये जो है हमें मतलब फर्क समझना पड़ेगा कि वी हैव लॉन्ग वे टू गो अभी हमारा देश एक ट्रांसफर ऑफ पावर एग्रीमेंट के मुताबिक उसी सिस्टम में है जो अंग्रेजों के समय में था कभी आप सोचिएगा इस विषय पे कि हम लोग कहते हैं कि 1947 में आजाद हो गया 1950 में संविधान बन गया अगर आप आजादी की आजादी की लड़ाई जो कहते हैं उसको सुने तो आप देखिए ना कि श्रीलंका भी आजाद हुआ बहुत से ऐसे कंट्रीज आजाद हुए जो जिनका क्या कहते हैं कोई वहां पे कोई बड़ा फ्रीडम मूवमेंट नहीं था लेकिन अंग्रेज लोग क्योंकि वो फाइनेंशियली टूट चुके थे युद्धों की वजह से वो छोड़कर चले गए सारे देशों को हिंदुस्तान बड़ा देश था उसे भी छोड़ के चले गए और आपको एक चीज और फैक्ट याद हो कि जो आजादी का जो डेट तय हुई थी वो उन्नीस की तय हुई थी उसे प्रीपोन किया गया और उन्नीस में लाया गया क्योंकि उनको जाना ही था जो ना जाने वाला होता है वो आगे डेट बढ़ाता है अंग्रेजों ने उसे पीछे पीछे खींचा कि भैया हम तो जा, जाएंगे जैसे अमेरिका अफगानिस्तान से चला गया तो हमें राष्ट्र में और देश में फर्क करना होगा ये राष्ट्र है और हिंदू राष्ट्र है जहां जहां हिंदू घटा वहां वहां देश बटा ऐसा मेरा कहना है देखिए योगेश जी कोई भी विषय जब होता है कोई भी उद्देश्य जब होता है उसके कई पार्ट्स होते हैं आपकी हमारी शरीर भी जब काम करता है ना तो 
उसके पहले दिमाग में विचार आता है फिर बुद्धि उसका निर्णय करती है निर्णय करती है तो वो सिग्नल भेजती है हमारे हाथ पैर चलते हैं और तब वो जाके क्या कहते हैं जमीन पे हम कुछ काम कर पाते हैं कोई भी समाज या कोई भी संगठन भी उसी तरह से काम करता है जैसे हम लोग एक इंसान की तरह से काम करते हैं हमारा मन होता है कि भाई हम फला चीज खा लें फिर बुद्धि सोचेगी कि ये चीज अच्छी है खाने में अबुरी है फिर जब बुद्धि निर्णय दे देगी अपना कि हाँ जी ये खाने में सही है तो फिर शरीर उठ के चलेगा कि चलो खा लें से तब हम खाएंगे जो समाज होता है और समाज में ही संगठन बनते हैं वो भी उसी तरह से काम करता है जब आप चलते हैं सोचते हैं आज हम यहां पे बैठे हैं क्लब हाउस पे ये विषय कोई गप्पाजी का नहीं है ये इतना जो पहले से प्लान करके और ये क्या कहते हैं हमने एक रूम रखा और यहां पे क्या कहते हैं डॉक्टर विजय ने क्या कहते हैं खास तौर से इसमें बहुत अग्रणी भूमिका निभाई अब हम चर्चा कर रहे हैं इस विषय पे तो आप ये समझ लीजिएगा कि हमारा एक मन कुछ कर रहा था और अब हम चर्चा कर रहे हैं कि क्या संभव है क्या संभव नहीं है कैसे करना चाहिए कैसे नहीं करना चाहिए क्या हमारी नीति रहनी चाहिए क्या हमारी स्ट्रेटी रहनी चाहिए और यहां से जो हम सभी लोग हैं वो कुछ ना कुछ अपना विचार लेके जाएंगे और आगे वो दस लोगों में बांटेंगे वो दस आगे और दस लोगों में बांटेंगे जब लाख लोगों में क्या कहते हैं वो विचार बढ़ जाएगा तो उसमें से हजार लोग खड़े होंगे और वो क्या कहते हैं जमीन पे काम करने के लिए तैयार होंगे तो ये चीज जो है ये छोटी चीज नहीं है संगठन इसी तरह से बनता है संगठन का मतलब क्या एक विचार के लोग जुड़ गए ये जो संगठन की बात है ये ऐसे ही शुरू होती है अभी आप इसको ये समझ लीजिएगा कि अभी हम स्ट्रेटेजिक और मेंटल लेवल पे वर्क कर रहे हैं और वो उसमें आगे नीति क्या बनानी है वो आगे और तय होगा आप देखेंगे उस चीज को ऐसा मेरा कहना है धन्यवाद Assam, Kerala, West Bengal. There is a like increasing likelihood that 
translated in the whole of India in the to India which is remaining now. So uh, I, I, what I see is the Hindu-Muslim uh, problem would greatly increase in the coming uh, years, and I'm personally very fearful for Uttar Pradesh because Uttar Pradesh is the heart of uh, India, and as per data which I have, the uh, uh, Muslim population there has increased from 15 to 20 percent. Uh, and if that goes to around 30, 35 or 50 percent, then uh, it's a real threat to India's sovereignty. So, uh, what do you see? How do you how, how we can all say everything, but finally the truth of demographics is staring us in the face, and we, we cannot do anything against it. It's, we are helpless in that matter. So, I would like to know your thoughts on that. Dilaji, I totally agree with you. There, I also pointed out in my statement that uh, demographic change is the biggest challenge that uh, Hindu are, Hindus are facing nowadays. And not only nowadays, but for last uh, uh, century. Uh, for a century, we are facing that problem. But the thing is that uh, what we can do, we should have a solution to it. So, there are twofold solutions to it, to my knowledge. One is that uh, our Hindu organization our Hindu society they should have they should have a proactive role in converting in converting I reiterate in converting these people who belong to Abrahamic faith by any man means they should be converted to their original religion which is nothing but Hindu Next thing is controlling the population. But we have to again think over it. The scheme if we adopt in such a manner that the majority population it uh, obeys the scheme from the side of government regarding this population control and so called minorities they don't adhere to that scheme. Then it will be a disaster for majority of the population for Hindu population. So, the remedy which remains is that let these uh, communist jihadis and these, these uh, commies and all these people live a second class citizen life in the country. That is the only so solution. Some harsh measures are to be taken by the government and even by, at local levels by the society. Let these madarsas don't flourish in your locality. See what is happening in the country. If there is some conversion practice going on in your locality, you need, need to raise voice against that. Gharvapsi is the solution. And till today also, you have a big weapon in your hand. The big weapon is economic boycott. Economic boycott is the weapon by which you can force them to get back to their own religion, which is Hindu. And we as a society should do that. That is my say. Thank you. Um, thank you. Next is Atharvi. Atharvi, please. Thank you. Okay. If I say what are the uh, present challenges uh, faced by Hindus in India, 
especially the uh, people um, Hindus who are getting aware that we are still not able to speak about the genocide or the murders that happens in the name of religion. So we get so ashamed by like, you know, can I give you an example when there was this guy, a clerk was lynched by the public that he was stealing the cows, even though, uh, even though like, when you steal somebody's cow, you are actually robbing them from, robbing them off from their, you know, um, uh, the income source as well also from a part of their family because cows for us are very, you know, very uh, dear and uh, they are like part of our family. We don't keep them because that, that we don't eat them because we hate them like pork, but we we, we don't eat them because we love them and that's a part of our family. So if somebody robs a part of your family and, you know, tries to butcher it, it's a completely different kind of emotions in you. But these, uh, all these crimes, this lynching, like one or two lynching has been, or even five lynching, let's say, has been named as a religious crime. But whatever has been happening in Bangladesh or whatever happened during the Durga Puja in India, those crimes have not been la- not been named as a, as a, you know religious crime, but they are being named by the public and also in the media as a political crime. So you know, I get this is very uh, big hypocrisy that if you want to. Uh, you know, term one or two lynching instances of lynching where people didn't have weapon, but they had a genuine reason to get angry at the religious crime, but not the what what is going on in Durga Puja or what was going on to some of the sons who get murdered just because they were wearing the saffron or palka lynching, and you know you call them mob, and you do not want to tame and claiming the media over here. And also the other point, as I mentioned in the before, the other thing is like you, know, you can't even talk about the genocide that happened because when uh, because we are being taught we have been taught for centuries and even for after independence in decades that we should not talk about the crimes which are being done on the name of the religion because to maintain the communal harmony between different religious groups in India uh, so you know I believe that if you don't call spade a spade irrespective of whichever religion it is you cannot reform and you cannot so if we want a better building nation, better nation ahead of us, then we have to call spade a spade. So but uh, but the the way media reacts, the way police reacts, the way um, like you know I have heard people like Hindus saying that even if you start speaking on it, if you start saying on it, you might lose your job. And if you go and complain to the police, well, police going to help you. And um, so these uh, you know I'll tell you one of the case of the Haryana. I might be jumping from one point to another, so please forgive me for that. Uh, there was this case, um, I know the person personally, so uh, you know what happens in many many areas of uh, UP, Haryana and many other cities in, in the country that you know that your brother or your uh, father would be going to metro cities like Chennai, Mumbai, Delhi for you know for work and they would be leaving their daughters and their wife at home. This wife and this daughters are get get harassed by the, uh, the Muslim community of the of in that area because they think there will be koi bhai bhi nahi hai, koi baap bhi nahi hai, so you can say anything to them. So this happened to one of my friend's uh, cousin. So she was going to college and she was being harassed. Every day she was being eaten by this, you know, these particular community people who used to do just puncture and everything. So one day she what happened that she was a jat. She is a jat person so at least she knew how to fight. So she beat uh, she beat both of them very badly. Next day what happened they came they went to the police station, both party went, the girls side as well and the boys side. From girls side there were like you know ten people because they thought how many people you need in the police station. She was afraid of going to the police station. So she took like 10-15 all her family, extended family came. And the on the other side, 
one example and uh, there are many many instances like that happening every single day uh, that uh, this happens and police doesn't record uh, you know the fir because there are because of the the crowd that gathers at the police and they and you know sometimes even if they record it they cannot t- take the action because the person who is living or the person whom they are after is living in a very sensitive area and uh, you can understand that because uh, even the policemen are also you know human and you don't they are also afraid and uh, they do have a family to look after so in this situation what a person should do and the other thing um, i think that you know for, for a person like me then when we start talking about the genocide like what happened in kashmir kashmir is very well known example all over the world now thankfully but there has been you know when we do we have to look at the bangalore riots where uh, where you know your vehicle number was placed every vehicle which has a hindu name or a hindu registered name registered was actually burned down or even delhi riots where the hindu school which was run by the hindu owner was burnt down and the next uh, school which was run by the muslim owner was not burnt down the computer and the colleges and everything and we don't even talk about the trauma that has been faced by the people who were uh, actually affected by the uh, riots so what should people do because you know many people do want to talk about all the religious crime that happened but they are always afraid that who is going to help them in terms of lawyers in terms of the police will catch them who how they are going to help themselves or how they are going to help their own you know brothers or sister who are speaking against the violence that is going or the genocide which is happening in the you know, even in clubhouse i'm sure you might have heard that you know a muslim would come and say you know what you should not even talk about this because if you keep on talking about it you are spreading hatred by hatred is mostly that you are actually trying to trigger the other community because if they see that you are speaking against that why that happened why that they might come and kill you that has happened in the pre partition india as well in pre partition india there was an on an average there used to be 30 riots every year 30 riots every every year this is from the book uh, pakistan and partition of india that's why one of the major point why dr ambedkar justified the partition because he said that you know if you have this many riots happening every single year how can a hindu come up and say that we are all brother and sister this is such a flawed concept so i do believe that that this is a very extremely broad flawed concept unity and diversity should the concept of unity and diversity should be between indic religion you don't have to be uh, united with the brahmic faiths um so yeah again and my second question to you gyan ji if you can answer is like what is the basis of how that uh, supreme court actually entertains a petition like you know, you know when i see online that you know that is sometimes i get email that we have to reach it to 1 lakh you know then only supreme court will it does is it like are those you know petitions you know online petitions are have have actually have any value that you know if you have this number or number of people and uh, then supreme court will actually take up the you know this case like you know if you have some famous person then we see that you know supreme court is going to take up that case next day but the normal person would be getting you know dates after 3 months later or 4 months later or might not even be getting the dates uh, easily so what is the basis of all this petition and everything and the first this is a second question and the first question was like you know if you if if a person like hindu who is ready to speak against genocide and file a case again but you face situation what they should be doing Atharvi, uh, you have raised a very crucial question, and that and uh, that uh, rests with the uh, practical aspect of uh, legal system in India. I'll first of all answer your second question. 
See, so far as law is concerned, there is no uh, barrier on filing PILs from uh, either side. Uh, because uh, this uh, one lakh signatures and these uh, two lakh signatures that has nothing nothing to do, do for the supreme court they can entertain any uh, petition uh, and uh, even uh, decent example is this uh, lakhimpur khiri case uh, some advocate from uh, lakhimpur khiri or somewhere shad uh, from lucknow he wrote a letter to the supreme court and that letter was treated as a pil by the supreme court itself and uh, uh, UP government was asked to uh, give a reply to that. So, uh, number of persons uh, supporting a cause does not uh, uh, does not affect the Supreme Court to take the decision. But uh, the first question you said that uh, how the person will deal at the ground in such litigations and all these things. I have seen these things uh, in my own personal lives because people suffer a lot. Uh, when these riots take place or some uh, strategic move from the side of uh, these uh, so-called jihadi uh, so-called uh, uh, peaceful community takes place uh, then there are there is a section of society which suffers a lot and they don't have even uh, resources to face the legal uh, legal procedure of the court because uh, advocates they charge fees then there are time crisis and then every kind of mental trauma they suffer and uh, i have witnessed many thing many people people that they never did anything wrong but still they were trapped in the false cases and uh, they were impl implicated by the police officials so the thing is that uh, we need to the again uh, back to the square one we need to deal it as a society we need to deal it as a um, uh, community especially this uh, legal system so far as it is concerned i can uh, tell you that uh, in this uh, upa uh, time they were bringing a law the situation would have gone from worse to worse uh, where this uh, law was that communal violence will where there was a presumption in that draft bill that if some right take place then it will be presumed in law that uh, the majority population has been aggressor now if you draw that presumption in uh, law then it is going to create a big problem in the society because if we analyze the history of riots in this country then most of the riots begin on friday when these people they return from their friday namaz there's mayhem mayhem on the streets so same thing happens almost everywhere in all of the country but if you draw a presumption that uh, it is the majority population who would be believed to be the aggressor then the situation would be that matlab jo banda jisne pehle unki maar khaye aur fir jo hai police ki maar khaye this is what we call in hindi means pehle maro aur fir police se bhi pitwao to this situation this has to be de dealt at the organization and community level and also at individual levels uh, it is unfortunate to say that here uh, at individual levels hardly such people get uh, any kind of support this is the practical problem which i am saying hardly any person gets support he has to combat the things at his own personal level i ha i have seen the cases where people were belonging to big organizations but 
when this uh, they were implicated in cases then they were they could not get any support so law of the land works like that but at community level we can have legal cells we can have organization we can uh, deal with that at community level that is the only what i i can say here and supreme court and uh, high courts uh, they entertain matters on technical grounds actually and these uh, see i tell you that uh, for last 70 years there has been a ecosystem of uh, communist and all these jihadis jihadis and they have captured almost uh, every uh, institution of this country be it supreme court high courts or be it academics or research centers whatever it is they are less in number but they are very much powerful and because of that lobby the effect is seen, seen everywhere i ask myself that when uh, supreme court took cognizance of motor cognizance in lakhimpur khir case and why the same cognizance was not taken in the simu water case it was much more uh, sad incident but so, supreme court did not take the cognizance of that so motor cognizance was not taken so this we have to see and uh, these things things take time to change because uh, the modi government it has been working for only 7 or 8 years but uh, to so far as the institutions of this country are concerned they are still not uh, completely in their uh, control i should say shashan hamara hai lekin prashasan hamara nahi hai and this is what a karyakarta of uh, bjp or hindu organizations faces so congress was very much uh, i should say clever in that whenever they capture uh, they get power uh, they form government their first target is to uh, uh, to bring effect on the administration so they get shashan also and prashasan also but unfortunately what i feel is that uh, shashan hamara hai but uh, prashasan is not ours date at least uh, 100% uh, we don't have control over it that's all uh if kishor ji if you can allow me 30 seconds more thank you kanji for bringing this uh, you know point okay, forward uh, forward about the sindhu border case why it was not entertained by supreme court and lakhimpuri case why it was entertained by supreme court so do you want to say that you know even in the, the cases entertained by supreme court are also it also depended on the left ecosystem when it comes to pir and also i think there was a statement by one of the uh, supreme court judge that uh, just for the sake of changing this uh, for the you know creating a better system we cannot uh, you know destroy the current system i think it was in the context that you know bjp government was trying to uh, change reform the ju- uh, judiciary which had been said that you know it has always been uh, occupied by the only like five hundred families and not new people can enter into judicial system is that Do you have any comments on that? And my question. Thank you, Kishan. That is the that is the sad affair of things. Uh, what has happened here is that uh, uh, there was an article in newspaper some few years back that uh, uh, some eight hundred uh, persons or some eight hundred families are there who have captured the judiciary, and uh, those uh, judges were called uncle judges, actually. उनके दादा भी जज साहब थे उनके बेटे भी जज साहब हैं उनके बेटे के बेटे भी जज साहब बनेंगे सो देर इज अ सिस्टम लाइक दैट 
but the thing is that uh, uh, the problem rests but uh, these these things cannot be solved in one go because the kind of system we are having in judiciary is that uh, uh, judges are elevated from senior advocates and uh, generally uh, senior advocates although in recent years some changes have taken place as per the uh, ruling ruling from supreme court but uh, in uh, recent uh, this uh, senior advocates most of these designated senior advocates and few years back were the advocates belonging to the families of judges or they were having good uh, relations with judges so it becomes a cycle and they were elevated for judgeship and then uh, since the congress government was in power so till 70s and when this uh, uh, this aor case came before that uh, uh, government has had uh, ample say in the selection of judges in higher courts so the they have developed a ecosystem in last 70 years which works accordingly and uh, uh, although this uh, modi government he has done a lot to change the things but uh, it is not easy it is not that easy even if the government wants it is not that easy for the government also because uh, now we, they have the collegium system earlier collegium system was not there and they people these communist and all these people they have been surviving in that ecosystem for decades so the thing is that uh, i think that it will take some decade or two to to solve the pro- this uh, problems in judiciary there are problems in judiciary जो है सिस्टम 
सौ रुपया और स्टिल आपका केस पेंडिंग Like to speak here. See, uh, there are two things uh, which Mohanji uh, told that 
one is regarding the pendency of cases and another is regarding the appointment of judges so far as i think that uh, this uh, pendency of cases uh, some 3 and 1/2 crore cases are pending in this country and uh, for me the problem lies at least 40% of the problem lies with the uh, acts of the government which are, which are passed in the parliament because uh, uh, a layman does not understand uh, how the uh, litigation process in india works i can tell you that on one dispute between the same parties there are laws where four five cases are filed by either parties for example if there is a marital discord and uh, cases are uh, there is some matrimonial cases happen between the husband and wife then uh, husband will file divorce case wife will file uh, restitution of conjugal rights case then wife can also file domestic violence case at the same kind uh, same time she can get registered an fir and then she can also file the case for maintenance so in matrimonial cases you will find that there are four to five cases being contested by these parties similarly if there is some tenancy dispute you will file that find that uh, uh, this uh, landlord he will file the eviction suit tenant will file the permanent injunction suit so the problem is that laws are framed legislated by the persons who are not who have not even visited court for a single day i ask myself many times that why can't you make a law where all these issues between two parties are decided in a single case but it doesn't happen in uh, near to uh, this uh, uh, around this uh, uh, year 2000 the cpc was amended and they insert for expediting these cases they inserted certain amendments in the cpc civil procedure code and one of the amendment was that uh, the counsel or the advocate won't be given more than two uh, adjournments in the case now they can write it in the code of, uh, on this cpc they can amend it that way but uh, practically it is not possible because there are many uh, things we are which are uh, which we call developments in a particular litigation and when a advocate frames the strategy to contest a case he has to look all those developments because he tries to win the case i don't deny the fact that there are advocates who keep on adjourning the matters for their personal gains but i tell you that some sometimes we have to get the cases adjourned for the sake of our client only for the well for his welfare so that he can win the case gandhi ji said that in courts advocate don't aspire for justice they aspire to win the case and that is the truth so what happens in the court is that uh, taking adjournments these are all tactics tricks and these tricks are that uh, my client can win the case and at the same time i can get name and fame that such and such advocate is very good and he gets the case win in the court so pendency is separate issue and that can be solved if the laws are drafted by the persons who are, who have faced actual litigation in the court and who have the knowledge of law
and preferably preferably the practicing advocates they should draft the law so that the adjustments or pendency can actually be addressed now comes the appointment issue njac that uh, njac was held to be ultraviolet by the supreme court and the reasoning given by the supreme court is that uh, it will take away our uh independence or independence of judiciary and there is prov- there is a uh, concept of separation of power in the constitution therefore the independence of judiciary cannot be taken away and njac was thrown away by the supreme court and uh, very sad affair of thing was that uh, it was not even uh, means it was not even uh, argued in the court that uh, to the level which it should have been so if you go through the constitution of india you will find that uh, the relevant article which deals with the appointment of judges according to which earlier before the collegium system this uh, uh, judges were appointed in the supreme court and high court now we have this collegium system which is uh, as uh, mohan ji said that uh, Uh, as per article uh, 141 of the constitution supreme court has got the inherent power to do um, almost everything and anything so they enacted this collegium system but the thing is that we hardly find uh, we hardly find any improvement in judiciary despite this collegium system rather we can see that in before this collegium system there were judges who were very much intelligent and they gained uh, they were famous because of their intelligence only but actually this uh, system of judiciary has deteriorated after collegium system and criticizing the situation i can say that this deterioration is only and only due to the uncle judge system due to the feudal system in judiciary i am using this word feudal system because the uh, the system of judiciary including advocates is like that in our uh, in our uh, profession we call uh, second generation lawyer third generation lawyer means it is kind of feudalism inke dada sahab vakil sahab the bahut bade vakil sahab the इनके बेटा भी वकील बहुत अच्छे होंगे इनके बेटे के बेटे भी वकील एक सिस्टम चलता है तो अब जो है एनजेएसी वाज अ गुड एफर्ट फ्रॉम द साइड ऑफ गवर्नमेंट अनडाउटेडली बट सुप्रीम कोर्ट फेल्ट दैट नोबडी कैन इंटरफियर विद द जुडिशरी जुडिशरी इज टोटली इंडिपेंडेंट सो इन दिस दिस थॉट प्रोसेस ऑफ सुप्रीम कोर्ट सुप्रीम कोर्ट समटाइम्स एक्सीड्स इट्स जूडिशन and it interferes with the executive power actually this lakhimpur khiri case if i take it as an example it was very well dealt with the uh, state government because law and order is state subject what prompted judiciary to treat that pil that letter as pil but they did it similarly there are many instances this uh, farmers protest sorry this is ca protest supreme court sends the representative to talk to those uh, protesters so called pro- protesters should uh, supreme court really do that 
is it the job of supreme court to negotiate with the such protesters so this is interfering in the executive action of the state but uh, we have to wait and watch and uh, i think that it will take time to solve this thing thank you question which you asked that uh, regarding this uh, uh, hindu endowment act actually this was uh, challenged before the supreme court and uh, supreme court said that uh, justice chandrasur chanchur said that that uh, why should the government defer in the administration of the temple because it's not, not uh, it's not the government temple is not the government it's a deity in it's a person and itself so uh, should the temples be interfered by the government at all so that is a uh, question pending before the court and uh, to my knowledge uh, court has positive uh, positive views about it and uh, it should not be actually see that is what i was saying that there is dichotomy in the constitution one law for one and another law for another person so if we are having uh, this uh, administration of temples in the hands of government and uh, all this uh, donations they are they are being used by the government for different purposes then uh, why shouldn't the waqf property should be seized by the government for the welfare of poor and dalits and all these people similarly why shouldn't the church properties be seized so uh, if this doesn't happen then obvious obviously there is ob- every option for the common man of this country as a citizen of this uh, country that you can uh, lead processions and you can agitate on the streets uh, there is no bar on that so but i think so far as the supreme court is concerned in this matter uh, supreme court may give some positive uh, judgment on this aspect and uh, uh, obviously the temples are not to be governed by the government this uh, government has nothing to do with the temples 
and especially the donations and all these things and second thing you said is uh, regarding the minority in the uh, rights of uh, hindus as minority in certain states this was your question see that is also a very trouble uh, trouble thing because there were three aspects in that one was the the challenge before the supreme court was that uh, suppose uh, jammu and kashmir is there where the hindus are in minority or there are other states also mizoram and all these states why shouldn't the hindu be given uh, minority status in those uh, states that's the that was the question but current state is that uh, uh, supreme court has given judgment that the minority status would be de decided only and exclusively at the national level this is very much problematic situation so meaning thereby that hindus cannot be treated as minority in jammu and kashmir in mizoram where they are actually in minority i uh, remember a case and uh, that was a minority view by uh, perhaps by justice ruma pal it was uh, but uh, that was a very fair judgment from her side where she said that uh, no there are three lists in the government in the constitution of india union list state list and concurrent list and the minority status of the community should be decided according to the list prescribed in the constitution meaning thereby if a particular subject comes in the state list then that for that subject the minority should be according to the state list if so far as this union list is concerned then for union uh, for the jobs of uh, this union government this minority should be treated according to the union list and so uh, in the same manner it should be for the concurrent list but that rumapal judgment minority who was not uh, taken care of this and i hope that uh, if the time comes then it can again again be challenged before the supreme court and uh, because i personally think that this judgment of supreme court that minority is to be decided at national level this is not fair this is my view
to do why don't they and uh, people like you all who are sitting at a powerful positions in their respective domain create a particular fund whereby uh, whereby any victim of uh, either uh, rights or any victim of uh, um, uh, any particular person who is uh, offended or might be killed especially because he belongs to a hindu religion like for instance i'll give you an example some years back there was a dentist who was playing cricket at his uh, at his home with his uh, a very small son and somehow the ball hit uh, two bangladeshis uh, on the road and they later on came in a crowd in a mob and they manhandled the doctor and killed him similarly there are often stories where a hindu girl is killed by a muslim boy where a girl denies uh, denied marriage getting married to that muslim boy so in similar cases if we can provide either financial support to such, such people or some sort of legal support by creating some sort of funds some sort of association which support uh, uh, depending on uh, the cases or the case to case basis depending upon the causes which are uh, pro hindu or pro hindus this is just a suggestion and i would like to know if any such thing is possible because there internationally there are many people who support uh, the religion the causes and they might also give uh, whatever they can afford to provide to such funds if we ever have in india that's it thank you surely ananya ji i to agree with you and uh, i can say here that uh, the incident which you are talking about this uh, bangladeshi killing that doctor i personally visited that place i live in delhi only and uh, i also managed to see the things there the how did they develop and uh, we were successful in uh, some manner there uh, but at the same time uh, this helping hand is concerned of uh, of course uh, i shouldn't say that here but i have been doing whatever i can in my personal capacity but one more thing i would like to say here that uh, uh, we have to fight these things at uh, two levels basically one is the institutional level and another is individual level institutional level we have to fight it uh, by way of organizations by way of society and by way of communities and by way of being vocal in media print media whether it is print media or electronic media or uh, social media whatever it is but we have to be vocal about each and everything we uh, it may be a minor incident but we have to be vocal we have to speak for it so this is institutional vocalism and this is uh, we have to do at institutional level others are individual level see uh, one practical problem here is that uh, when a person says that uh, i have been doing this for hindutva and uh, i am not being supported i agree that the majority of the people who are working in their individual capacity are not supported uh, financially or legally or in any manner but uh, there is also a practical problem there the practical problem is that sometimes uh, a person who says that uh, i am uh, working for a hindutva cause he decides to do the things in his own way which they not which uh, may not uh which uh, may prove to be futile if we talk that uh, that thing legally but uh, such kind of uh, there are people who don't 
take good advice actually i should say because these things are to be done on good advice and uh, when these working on the ground is concerned uh, advice is the main thing here if a person works on uh, the ground with uh, good advice then only he can uh, achieve something and there are so many persons who are working and who are doing good and who are giving results but uh, still i wish i should say that 5 to 6% persons are there that they create some futile exercise and they don't 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 take advice they only try to create a, a kind of fight or something like that see fight is not the solution we have to fight but uh, in a strategic manner that's my say thank you thank you sir uh, is there is it possible that uh, institution is created which is a support system to similar cases a sort of support system which can be funded by lots of people in india and abroad sure 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 i am ready for that sure so hopefully you would propose that somewhere uh, in future See, let me say here you. let me say here that uh, i am running an ngo also by the name matrabhumi seva sansthan and it's a registered body and i am doing those things by way of that organization only and if you wish I then we can also go for further uh, if you propose to do something in this uh, by in for these institutions and all these things sure thank you uh, next is ashraf mohammad ashraf mohammad please uh, take your mic thank you dishu uh, i have a comment to make Sir, sir, there is some disturbance. There is some disturbance, sir. Sir, sir, sir. Sorry, sorry. Yes, sir. Yes. 